Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. Liberty sees me, it stands by me, and celebrates me for who I am. When I come into the office, I feel that I belong here. I don't have to be corporate America Gabby. I can just bring Gabby to work. Reach your potential and find a job you love at Liberty Mutual. We offer development training, rich benefits, and a culture that lets you bring your whole self to work so you can pursue your tomorrow today. Ready to consider a career at Liberty Mutual? Find out how at LibertyMutualCareers.com. You ready, Ben? Yeah. You're mine, and we belong together. together. Uh, oh, I was to do it now. Eternity. And that's where you finish. Hey, listeners. And what up, what up? And a special hey, hi, hello to you patrons out there. Why am I having a sexual fantasy for the patrons? I'll tell you why. Because these are the people who have committed to paying us for our work. Pay creators. We love to see it. They don't pay us much. Sometimes they pay a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month to support the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. And guess what? Let me let you in on a little secret. You can too. If you go to the Patreon link in the episode notes, quick little shout out to Chanel and Marissa who just joined the Patreon party. And Ben has been actually making a more uh, active approach, uh, uh, taking a more active stance to to update that Patreon with more exclusive content, um, including our behind the scenes concerts, which... Hopefully, patrons won't leave after seeing those because they're a little crunchy, but that's okay. This month, lastly, I'll say about the Patreon, we are giving away the book, The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, and this month's winner was Alinda. Hey, Alinda. Listen, Alinda. That kind of doesn't work with, like, listen, Alinda. Anyway. Anyway, Linda, we have reached out to you in the Patreon streets and also via Gmail. So answer that so we can send you that book. Now let's get started with the show. Here we go. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page of our marriage. Today for episode 70, Ben, we'll be discussing the film Needle in a Time Stack, directed by John Ridley, not by Stephen McQueen, as we um, made a mistake in saying on the Sci-Fi Side podcast Instagram at first. It was directed by John Ridley, based on the short story by Robert Silverberg. Is Robert a black 
don't no, think so. he's not. But, it, but, it, we'll but get, we do we'll want to give him, him credit. If he yes. wrote the short story, we should give him credit. But it, the film, which is what we actually watched, was directed by John Ridley. But before we get started, Benjamin James. Benjamin James Wallen. How's your day today? Great. And I just want to clarify that I did not mistake one black man for a different black man. Oh, I think you did. So, no, I didn't. You did that. You I thought did. Barry Jenkins I do and confuse. Steve McQueen were the same. And I do confuse Barry different. Jenkins and Steve McQueen. They are very different. But they do have that like very chocolate, beautiful black man with glasses, bald head look. Okay. Um, but I was I was very wrong about that. So, uh, the reason I confused So, this it, is how you're doing today, right now. Yes, I am. But I just need you're to clarify. You're doing. I didn't mistake one black man for another. I Got didn't. It. I've done before. Right. But not with this situation. What I did is when I Googled it, immediately I saw 12 Years a Slave. And I was like, oh, I know Steve McQueen directed that. So obviously, he probably directed this. Turned out the producer is John Ridley, who now wrote for the screenplay and directed Needle in a Time Stack, which makes me really happy, which we'll get into later. Why I'm glad Steve McQueen did not direct this movie. You know, this is a, a random aside, but I remember not only did I see 12 Years a Slave, I remember one of my journalism teachers for high school going on a rant about 12 Years a Slave, not the actual movie, but because when Lupita won an award for the movie, all of the articles, you know how you say like, um, I don't know, air quote, Inception star Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, mm-hmm. all of the articles reported slave star <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o and he was like, this is bad journalism. They should have said 12 years star, whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, because right. they didn't. Yes. Oof. Yes. But every Oof. article was like slave actress Lupita. It was just cringy. Because you, they didn't want to put the whole. Correct. So Oof. when you do a slave portion star. of it. Right. Aren't you that slave star of that movie? God. Isn't that cringy? Okay. Well, anyway, but yes, very how movies. am I doing? He, he did produce it. I'm yes, doing better now because I've clarified myself. Uh, we just got off yesterday from doing an eight-hour birthing eight class intensive. Hours. We probably saw 80 babies crowning straight from <laughs> the birth canal. Yep. And we laughed and we cried. Uh, I understand everything about tearing first degree, oh, second degree, third stop. degree, fourth they degree. They have to call it something else. Yeah, tearing Light sounds opening. so vicious. Oh, I, I'm going to be... Literally, you are the only reason I think I'm strong enough to have this baby naturally. I'm I'm glad because you are the only reason I think I could have this baby naturally. Ah, <laughs> think about how, it. Yeah, it how's your sense. how's your pregnancy journey been so far? It's ben? been intense. I think the people actually do want to hear that. Yeah, no, thank you so much for asking. I've been journaling a lot. I've started a new workout regimen which is uh, doing my improv classes and then staying and drinking at the bar and going to an improv <laughs> show afterwards and then coming back and then bringing you Kane's uh, yes. chicken. Yeah, that is correct. It's a form of working out, I so, suppose. Yeah, it's absolutely. You're, you're, you're exercising the mind. The mind. And, and I'm moving. Improv requires moving. It does. Uh, yeah, it's been great. How are you? I'm doing well. I have a question. When you journal, are you speaking to Wild or are you doing the Joe Goldberg? Oh, no. Wild, like, n- you. It's you. Wild ben. should not be at all reading my journal. See, at first when I got pregnant, I started journaling to her. And then it became stuff like, dear Wild, your dad's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what Sounds he did today. Right. And then it was just right. like, I probably shouldn't. This this should just be a journal. Yeah. It, is, is, am I an idiot today? No, 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 no. Okay. 
Well, I'm just saying the journal started becoming the place where I vented to Wild about you. And so I stopped journaling. So I thought you vent to people on your social media. So it's you had so the social media venting wasn't enough. You needed a journal as well. Correct. Do I give you that much to vent about? No, not really. I mean, if you go, there's only a couple of entries oh, okay. over the course of the nine months, oh, but right. they do exist. So you lack the discipline to continue writing. <laughs> no, you lack the uh, the propensity to piss me off. Oh, that okay. which is good. I see that as well. Which is great. Yes, but I'm doing wonderfully. Yeah, we did watch a lot of births yesterday. We were very tired. Um, I'm very excited because you know I've been looking through literally thousands of applications for black history month which has been super fun um and it just i don't know it makes me as much as i'm motivated to show i'm 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 both motivated to and inspired by so many businesses and then there are times where i'm like i really want to teach a class about this because like just some little things on this website are not easy to navigate and Mm -hmm. then like in reviewing people's applications, I'm like, let me go make sure my website is easy to navigate. Oh, so it's kind of a big learning lesson for everybody. But just like, I, I got a couple of, um, you know, messages being like, well, what's a headshot? And I'm an actor. So it's like, I keep like, we're, we are consistently told to keep a headshot on deck. Like right. every two years you're told and they're expensive. So there's kind of, sometimes it's like, this business has so much potential but headshots are expensive. Websites are expensive. So how should I navigate that? So it's just, it's just very interesting, you know. Question for you. Uh-huh. You know, you're not getting any product from any of these businesses. No, they've so a lot of them have tried to send, but I was like, yeah. no, I just want it to be equal. Right. So my question for you, if you haven't tried any of their products, how do you know that they're good? Headshots. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that, no. If you can afford a nice headshot, your product is probably quality. You see how that works. The, the <laughs> other kidding. question is that you're also not getting paid for any of this. No, so when not. you do ads, you you know we, we well you and I help you. Yeah, you do help uh, negotiate a payment that is pretty ex, you know right ex- expansive and extensive yeah. and, and important. So um, I'm you know I'm not upset for you putting yeah out you black are you are, are you offering an opinion about uh, the Black History no, campaign? I'm not. I, I just Actually, for sure. you going over, you had some two business owners, uh, your friends who've run businesses or... Yes, you know, they came they, over. They've done management. They came over, they helped you, and I you know, babysat the kid yes, you as did they help. did that. Uh, so I, di- I didn't get involved, but I guess like my question is, why would you put so much time and effort in something that doesn't have a kickback? Well, the kickback is me, one, connecting... So kickbacks aren't always financial mm-hmm. right so yeah. the kickback is me connecting with these creators like black creators all over the country truly all over the country we that's even awesome had, we, yeah. had, we even got some submissions from london as well and it's also yeah. right um it's helping me sort of create like a behind the scenes like green book that i can maybe put out and share with other people but literally the only way that black people can connect sometimes is like via the internet right. and via giveaways and yeah. so there that is a, a major gain for me yeah. and it's it's i think it will always be important for us to like use our platform to sort of like pour into these ecosystems and communities yeah i was sort of playing the devil's advocate you were, a little bit and i and i and you handled you, it quite well the, the devil stay on retainer with you how much yeah. you paying him I, is he black is he a black on, is the devil black that's the question of the day is the devil uh, my a black devil owned business? my devil is a white devil oh yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. So my devil's black. Probably. So in all honesty, uh, when I say devil's advocate to my students, they're like, you're calling me a devil. I'm like, no, Google, look it up. Like sometimes you need to say things from a different perspective. That is what I'm doing. So now I sort of give them a warning. No, I'm glad you're doing that because here at the yeah. Sci-Fi Side podcast, you know, we focus on black science fiction fantasy, but we're only doing the podcast because we're making millions of dollars doing it, <laughs> right? And the authors pay us to come on the show. <laughs> Shut up. Stop. That's Before not people true. actually think That's that. That's not people, true at all. People do believe that content creators make a shit ton of money. And some do. Like, some do make, like, the highest forms of them, um, as we saw on Hype House. but. Yeah. But honestly, the, the us, reason... Us beginning mid-tier influencers are, are making yeah. a livable wage. Yeah. It, it may be because it, it may be this month you do, next month you won't. It, right. Because it's so inconsistent. <laughs> Correct. But I just want to clarify that the reason we do this podcast is because it is about reading books and watching things and discussing. It's not about, you know, monetizing, making money. And I, it's so strange because yeah. there's very few places in the world where you don't walk into that space where someone's trying to tell, sell you something, right? Yeah. Like, I think in some sense, you know, we're trying to sell ourselves a little bit when we're asking people to join the Patreon. But in a reality, like, we're still going to make this. Like, even Correct. if we had no Patreon, if Patreon were to shut down <laughs> tomorrow, I would... And we just lost 15 patrons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, oh, first of all, thank you so much for supporting us because it does make it... It does. It does make it easier. It makes us I'm, think, like, I was able to buy, listening. Right. I'm sorry, I cut you off. But I was able to buy, like, a cord organizer to because we sort of have a mess of cords. And so that support makes our job, you know, our passion easier, but it's not a job. And I think, you know, podcasting is... One one of those places on this open forum where I guess people are trying to sell you because we're literally going to do an ad later. But at the same time, we're not requiring like payment. I was thinking what space, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, what space is truly free where you can just come in and you're not required to buy anything or someone's not trying to sell you something. And I saw, I think on Twitter was like one of the libraries, public libraries are one of the only places where you walk in and people aren't trying to like, pay for this, do this, you know, you'd go right. and check out a library card, which is sad library card. that yeah. it's the capitalist spirit in us. Right. Like, even as I was looking through these pictures, I was like, I should do some consulting. And then I was like, no, no, yeah, no. this why? doesn't have to become a thing. I can actually just like give people advice and that be the end of it. But yeah. it's also like, well, but how much time did I spend like coaching this person on like what verbiage should they use mm -hmm. on their website? And, and uh, of course when people have helped me out in the past, they're like, they sort of close with like, just so you know, I do offer mentorship services as a fee. And I was like, I just want to meet with you for like 15 minutes. Like, but now I feel obligated to like send you a coffee when I just mm -hmm. had like two questions about how RSS feed worked. Um, so that's just something I want to always be mindful of as I like, continue to like grow my brand and career. Like choosing individuals not to get something from them, but just to be a mentor to be kind you know not, not to capitalize on everything yeah that's a good point i mean to to my point mm -hmm. you know next week we're going to capricorn smooth right mm -hmm. we're going to we're going to a science fiction convention and you got me you gave me some pushback you're like why are we going to go and do a panel here like it costs money to do that um, I well, surprised you. I was okay you. with doing one panel what, but then you asked me about doing three or four and i was I, like I, ben, I am pregnant i like Sitting and talking is additional yeah, work. It's work. So I can do one, but but you make it look so easy, though. I know. I am a professional. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, what, okay, so 
the other reason I, I didn't tell you this, I'm going to tell you now, uh, is that if you do three panels, you can get your refund. You can get refunded. But you didn't say that. I didn't That's say that. Very different. Very different. You were like, "Hey, would you like to do maybe you could get a more refund. work for less? Maybe you can get a refund." That's why I didn't tell you. They said if they if they don't because okay, yeah, the thing about science fiction fandom and these science fiction cons is that they're run by fans like science which i love right and for the most part they are not about making money they're about talking where you go to c2e2 it's all about making money right it's like vendors but this is a very small so like definitely come check us out we'll be there we're gonna stay the night friday saturday night uh, we're going to get a hotel because I was like, if I'm going to make Amber come to this, I can't have her like walk around with me all day. Um, one of my friends is going to come take care of Gucci and we're going to be in Chicago, but we're going to do a little staycation. That so, was really special. I want yeah. to know that. So I, I just, I felt, you know, but the thing is you brought it up. You're like, you're not giving, getting any money. Why are you wanting to do this? I'm like, because it's about the great thing. It's about the science fiction. Um, it's so funny. I, I, I'm sort of into this. Like, what is this idea? What is the great thing that you would do to not get money but would take a lot of energy? And it for you, for me, it's, it's the Black History. It's month, the Black okay. History Month, right? For me, it's the yeah. this science fiction and getting um, you like involved with the genre that I love, and then also you know creating a space where it's focusing on Black creators and Black authors. And for me like you know learning and sharing that and then also for us to be you know fucking funny yeah and sort of work out our marital issues on the podcast <laughs> on the air i just always think it's you know we we talk a big game and and we try our best to do equity in this country and in our lives and i i one day want black history month to be celebrated like pride i one mm. day and and i love pride i'm not saying those are mutually exclusive. I one day want Juneteenth to be celebrated like Christmas. Mm. And so in my brain, it's like when these holidays come around, it is my duty to celebrate them. How I would those holidays, like it doesn't have to be like put up a huge tree or have so a it's jolly not like watching 12 years of slave. Right. And it's not February. that it's like, what's in the black lives matter collection on Netflix somebody pain, getting pain, raped and pain, beaten and yes pain. right and so this is just a way to be like there are thousands of black business owners let's grab from the pot and showcase them you know um and so that's mm. like it's it this whole thing was about like i'm willing to put up and put decorations on the tree and make the gingerbread house because it's the holiday Fair. like that's how it feels yeah um but it's work it is work Fuck yeah. Well, we're going to be at Capricorn 42. Correct. We'll put the link in there. We'll be there, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. It's at the Sheraton Grand Chicago Hotel. Uh, our, we're going to be giving a talk on Janelle Monet on Saturday at 3. I think it's at in the Erie Room uh, in the hotel. So super, super pumped. Like, come talk to us. You know, uh, you have to be vaccinated and you have to wear a mask while you're there because it's Chicago. That's the expectation. Right. Yeah. And we'll be wearing masks as well and we'll be vaccinated and boosted as well. So yeah, uh, come join us. Uh, and at that, let's get in this really like sweet message that someone gave us. Uh, yeah. Um, before we, we get into the um, actual movie. Yeah. Before talking about the movie, it's more fun to just, you know, it is. 
I mean, the movie's fun. This movie is fun to like make fun of. It because is. It's, oh, yeah. But, I cannot wait to like love and then go in on this movie. But we got an amazing, it's not an Apple podcast rating. It is a rating from a patron. Um, so patrons, if you want like a way to post in the Patreon and, and have us read, like, please do that. Cause yeah, this, we, this and we respond really like Patreon yeah. people, like we don't really respond to all, you know, TikTok or Instagram messages. Yeah. I literally we, cannot. We, right. We do respond to every single Patreon message. For sure. Cause you know, you're like paying for us. Yeah. So I feel, you got my you know, attention. We, you got, you know, attention. And this one is from Marissa. Marissa said, ah, oh, tears. Hi, I have successfully binged all 69 episodes. Took me about Ooh. a week and a half. What? Listen to some on 1.5 speed, even if, if it didn't sound too weird. Looking forward to the week to week with you guys. Currently queued up to watch Needle in a Time Stack to get ready for next week. Thank you for turning me into a podcast listener. Awesome. That's great. I mean, just like the highest, like, you know, you're a teacher. Yeah. Like, it's like when your your highest performing student writes that paragraph, you're like, this is the exemplar. This is like, this is why we live to do that. Um, And I bless you for listening to those crunchy episodes Thank or you, Marissa. or when we're still learning i mean we're, we are still learning um how to not talk over each other which is nice because it's like did you listen to last week's podcast episode ben you see how you was talking over me then you're doing that right now <laughs> like we we definitely like this podcast has been therapy because we ghosted our therapist a long time ago yeah. so this has Whoops. been really great for our, our relationship wouldn't you say it, it has been we'll go back to carol she was great yeah, she was. Uh, also, finally, please leave an Apple Podcast rating. It really boosts up uh, um, our listeners as far as like getting that advertisement through Apple Podcasts. So once you hit a certain threshold of like five hundred or like one k, you know, five star ratings, Apple Podcasts will end up like advertising the podcast as well. You'll get on other lists. You'll get attention. So for us. Even if you can't support our Patreon, money's not you know an issue. We understand that. If you just go write a quick review, or if you just go and give us five stars, you don't even have to write a review. That would be super helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love you can all put your you. honest opinion on that. Yeah, you can. Well. We read it. Yeah, if I fuck up, which I do all the time. Same. You you know Amber will let me know, but also it's good for other people to let me know. As oh, well. it is. It it really yeah. check me really is. Uh, okay. Do you want to talk? You want to talk a little bit? Um, maybe we take a little bit of a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Baby, it's cold outside, and you know that winter weather can leave your skin feeling ashy, crusty, dry. So what's the solution? Quench your thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it the most. Hydration that lasts and prevents dryness and high quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, kapwaku butter, and jojoba seed oil. Experience the new way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V is in the episode notes to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with code BELIEVE. And we back and we back now. Why does everything have to be a duet? I'm a soloist. Go ahead. And we back and we back. (laughs) Go ahead, Ben. 
I'm going to get a little nerdy on you for a second. Can I get a little nerdy? What you been on me? A little nerdy on you. What have you been being on me? Sometimes I'm funny. I'm Okay, we're not doing that now. (laughs) So background of this, the short story written by Robert Silverberg, he is part of this like genre of science fiction otters. Otters, they're actually otters. Uh, Authors who are called the new wave of science fiction. And this sort of comes about when Harlan Ellison publishes a collection of short stories called Dangerous Visions. Harlan, that's a good Harlan name. Ellison. That's a strong white name. Go ahead. Harlan. And in this collection, it sort of presents like where the direction science fiction is going. So up until this point, it was like pulp science fiction or hard science fiction where the new wave started to look at like the second results, the second, third results after a new technology is invented. And it sort of becomes an exploration of big ideas instead of individual technologies. For For, example. For example, you have, you know, science fiction talking about flying cars and stuff. And now they're moving about, okay, what would be the, or let's just talk about, you know, or everyone getting a car, right? That's introducing a new technology, right? So, or maybe even flying cars. So the new wave would look at, okay, we had this flying car. So what is the sociological result of that, right? You get the invention of a new kind of suburb, right? So this, the science fiction author responsibility is not to imagine the future with cars, but to imagine a future that has suburbs. Do you understand the difference between those, right? You're talking about a sociological change. And so, or it becomes like more about ideas and less about getting all the, all the science, right? And so that's where Robert Silverberg is sort of coming, coming from. Um, so yeah, I mean, Thank also you for explaining that. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah. Did, I mean, does that? I think that's sort of what you would probably prefer. Like the difference. Uh, I don't know. Like instead of you reading, think I would prefer that to the just the in, the mere introduction of the new te- of the new technology. Right. Yeah. Being like, look at this new technology. Look at what it does. It, I, maybe it's a difference between, you know, you know, a Black Mirror episode. Right, mm-hmm. which is showing you a cool technology, but then it talks about the results the impact, of that the social impact. Yeah, where compared to, you know, just a like future alien technology. Correct. I for sure like that a lot better because I have an access point with that because I have seen, you know, social media introduced and now the teen suicide rate. You know, yeah, I, right. I, I can grasp that a little yeah. bit more easy. Yep. I find that way more fascinating. So I think that sort of new wave, that's how new wave was understood. I believe people can check me on that. So yeah, we got new wave. Right. Everything is a vibe. Like yeah. New I love wave it. feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Ursula Le Guin, part of the new wave of science fiction writers, like really, really fantastic, um, you know, set of authors and Robert Silverberg was published uh, in dangerous visions. Anyway, I'm done being nerdy. Let's talk about our four main stars. We got Frida Pinto, Orlando Bloom, <laughs> Cynthia Revo, and Leslie Odom Jr. You know, I and laugh I- because, you know, black people do this thing where we sometimes don't call the actor their name. We'll just call them like the movie they're in. Oh, it's like, like, get Slumdog. it, Pirates. Yeah. So uh, throughout the movie, I was like, ooh, Slumdog is killing it. And I know that that's weird, but she was like one of the stars of Slumdog. She was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Or like pirates and yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we we got these mega stars. Go ahead, Hamilton. We, yeah, like the, I was so <laughs> excited to look at this movie. Fuck them up, Harriet. Right, and and also just all four of them are like super fucking hot. Like they are doing very like, like hot hot things. You know, just looking at 
just looking hot inside their really nice homes and, and shit. So. Yeah, sometimes you're like, what was the budget spent on? You're like, oh, just casting. Got just <laughs> just the thespians. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this movie, I'm going to try to give you, I'm going to give you a summary. It's not going to make any sense. Yeah, but you have grounded us in the fact that it's going to be new wave science fiction. So I think I think you've yeah. set us up for it to make some sense. Well, so take it away. Well, yeah, I think like, oh, that's good. So new wave sort of looks at an essential question. Like, what if, like, what if you could, uh, you know, go back and individually change someone else's past, right? Right, as so, without altering the entire... Yeah, without altering your own past. Correct. Right, so that's sort of the big question, which is like a fun thought process, you know? Uh, so in the near future, people can go back in time. That's called jaunting, jaunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, But sometimes when they do that, they affect the past, which also time shifts the present, which causes these waves, which are called phases to come about. And that sort of has a really cool effect in the film. Uh, It turns out this dude, Nick, married his best friend, Tommy's wife, Janine. And now Tommy is trying to... Say that slowly again. Yeah, yeah. It turns out this dude, Nick, Nick... Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom Jr. marries his best friend, Tommy's wife, Janine. So causes their divorce. divorce. Yes, thank you. (laughs) But actually, we didn't know they were best friends until like three quarters of the movie in. We'll get into that. And yeah, now so Tommy, Nick is a homewrecker. Nick, yeah, Nick is a homewrecker. And now Tommy, who's hurt and bitter and just making millions of dollars, is trying to go back in time to get his ex-wife back, which he does. And anyone would. And anyone would. And now Nick is, you know, very frustrated because he wakes up after his life's change and he realizes that he's married to his old girlfriend from back in the day named Alex who's played by Frida Pinto. And but and now he wants to go back in time to try to get his wife that he originally stole from his best friend, Tommy. Miss <laughs> Drama. Ma- drama. Scandalous. <laughs> uh, it's so, it's so fun. Yeah. So also, also, Alex, Nick, and Tommy were once all good friends, like a threesome of good yeah, friends. Yeah, so this is just a foursome. Yeah, but... Yeah. And and with zero sex scenes with these very hot people. So yeah. I would say that's a heavy opportunity. Missed. And it turns out they probably hung out a lot on La Jolla, La Jolla, La Jolla, La Jolla Beach. Mm, they hung right. out a lot on La Jolla Beach. That yeah. was their jam. Yeah. They drank wine. Yes. You could take a sip every time they said La Jolla Beach, like that summer at La Jolla Beach. And then they finally showed that summer. I was like, this is just a campfire. This is nothing... This isn't a rager. Like, I really thought yeah. this was going to be some like, game-changing beach experience. Ketamine, right. dropping K-holing, snort-fucking, right. psychedelics. Of, I wanted to Zannies. see Leslie Odom Jr. snort a line of coke oh, yeah, off of Orlando Bloom's, like, chest. Right. Boom. Where's the party? Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of... There's a lot going on here, and keep going. I'll catch you. I mean, yeah. So, what what was your first impression? You said a lot going on, it, it, overwhelming. It gave it did the Bridgerton, and I'm speaking as a person who did not finish Bridgerton. I watched the first couple episodes, and and then so it did the like, oh my god, great cast. Everybody's hot and sexy, and everybody's all diverse, and it's we're woke. It's 2022, and we're all different races and shaped and colored and then you're like no, they're, wait they're not different shapes by they're the not way. different shapes <laughs> tall and short and and skinny so, yeah. skinny and more skinny skinny and ripped um <laughs> skinny and, ripped. and 
And then you're like, but when you peel all that back, there's no substance. It's it's a cake that's covered in icing with great presentation. And then you bite the cake and it's like gluten free and vegan. And you're like, oh, God damn it. What what kind of cake is this? It's like it's a cake cake. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Oh. It had a strong start. It did. I was sort of sold. And I think the if if you sat down and thought about the movie and sort of extracted the themes, it became a little bit more fun to talk about. Like this movie is more fun to talk about. And it had a strong start. It did. And it, yeah, it had, uh, had a, you know, definitely a strong start. So, I mean, let's just talk about the themes sort of bring some of that positive energy. Yeah. And so one of them is this idea that love is forever. (laughs) Love is forever. What do you think about that? Is it true? Um, was love forever? I don't think love is forever. Yeah. Well, it just depends. It, it depends on if it's familial love. Like, I will love my mother long past her death. Mm. You know, like that's a forever love. But if it's like well, my one, high school, but when you die, but when you die, you stop loving your mother. So you're saying that's the part that doesn't make that, it that cl- that's you know, what makes that's it linear, linear right. and not circular. Yeah. I mean, love goes beyond death. I'm okay with that. Right. But only if one party, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I was thinking more along the lines of there's a way that you can love somebody in, during a season of your life. And then you can close that chapter or whatever. Like you were in love with people before me. Yeah. For sure. And I still am. Okay. Let me read you this quote. Cool. Cool. Keep, yeah, read the quote. Read the goddamn motherfucking quote with your motherfucking aunt. Love is drawn in the form of a circle. No one knows where it begins, and it never really ends. You and I, we are just forever. I call bullshit. <laughs> uh, I know exactly when I started falling in love with you. It was well, the day I met you. I know, but... Love. Okay, but this movie does that thing where it's, you know, you can jump back and it, it, it has no butterfly effect because it doesn't affect everybody. It affects just one person. And it's hard because it's, I don't know, would sort you of. really be that? Like, of course, I want to imagine this world with you always. But, like, if someone altered my past and I met another person who I fell in love with, like, that's okay, too. Yeah. Or maybe you ended up alone, and then maybe you're more happy uh, right. alone. This movie made it very clear that it is not okay it to be alone. It is not okay to be alone. Which is bananas. Like, there was Fucking one part bullshit. where we were like, oh my God, this would actually be a really great place to end the movie. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty sad and lonely about it, but there is definitely a world where you can wake up, and you're not married, but you're doing well and thriving in your life, and I don't know. This film made a decision not to believe that. This film was like, no, you are no one and nothing unless you are in deep, passionate love with a huge house and a great budget. So we talked about soulmates. In the past. I'm going to flip the page a little bit. We talked about soulmates a little bit ago. And this film also, again, deals with soulmates. We keep on coming back to soulmates, which is so funny because me and you totally disagree on that topic. It's almost as if the things we're consuming is trying to cause a domestic dispute, which is great. <laughs> I love domestic disputes. I believe disputes. in soulmates. You believe in soulmates? I, I just don't know if I believe it has to just be one or whatever, you know? Oh, you believe in multiple soulmates. Oh, okay. It's I like see. I can be connected to this person's soul and... 
okay. I mean, I, I do genuinely think if, I don't know. I don't know. Heaven forbid something happened where we broke up. Like, I feel like I would definitely, like, still be in love with you. Mm-hmm. That's right. so sad. Right. It's sad because you would just move on. Well, I think there's there's a great point in this. Like, you have an ex that you still have, like, love for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I would be sad if any of my exes were to, like, go through pain and suffering. That'd be awful. So there's a great line in there where <laughs> Cynthia Revo. They don't have to go through pain. They're just not with you anymore. But if Does they that did. Mean they're in pain? No, I'm just. Suffering? Well, yeah, I think if you're not with me and you were once with me, you fucking know what you're missing out because I was fucking shit. So uh, you're obviously you living a life before. of pain. Let's talk about that. I've been dumped multiple times. Have you been dumped by every person that you've dated? I think so. I think it was sort of like, yeah, because, you know, yeah, probably. Okay, tell me about the first time you got dumped. Uh, it was, or the, that or was the hardest a, dumping. That was a clear dump. I, I this It was like a shit. It was right. like, I was shitted. Tell me about the first time like you were It was like two days off. before I was supposed to graduate and I had all these finals. So the person I was seeing like came back. They were in grad school. They came back and um, was like, yeah, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm, uh, I still want to be your friend. I'm almost like, well, okay. Like, Why was the relationship over? Uh, because, you know, I'm a bad communicator. The person was going to a school in a you? different country. What? And I was just not communicating <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. Uh, or like they would, they had a really awful living situation. Their roommates were the best. And I just had... I was busy. I was living my own life and working. And, and I was like, I had all my friends where this person went away and started a new school. And I was still friends with all our, you know, friendship, all, all our group of friends. And it was sort of, they were just struggling. So I don't think I was like providing that emotional support. Like and when that y'all were long distance. Yeah. And I think like they probably started, they, I think when we were long distance, they started seeing somebody else and then sort of like, Felt guilty and was like, oh, I got to break up with them. Mm. And did you, did you like, were you in love with this person? Yeah. I was like looking at wedding rings. Oh, really? I, I've told you about, yeah. I didn't know it was that serious. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. You got your heart broken. I mean, you mended it. I mean, that's the, but then I, you, I, you, I mean, you mend it and break I it every day. I mended it. I gave you that bitch it. a BBL. I, I did everything to that heart. Yeah, baby. No, but you also break it every day and then you remend it the next day. <laughs> It's like a constant cycle okay, of breaking and, and mending. <laughs> uh, or sometimes you rip it out, just give me a whole new one. <laughs> like you Indiana heart trans- Jones style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, yeah. So what do you think about this quote? No one can make us not happen. Right? Like as far as, and that's an interesting idea. Could anybody come between us? Actually, better question. Who would you let come between us? <laughs> I mean. Cynthia Revo she has actually come between people because you know i think yeah, like I lena waith like cheated on her fiance with uh cynthia Revo. so she's done she's a professional come between people i still love her she's a bad bitch um who would i let come between me and you yeah okay is this, it a short list or starting, long list now this is starting to feel like a threesome conversation like who would i let b- literally like the the entrance of this person would cause would, the would divorce. Mean, would cause fracture, our divorce. A fracture in our relationship. Who would that person oh. be? They could be alive or dead. I think the only person that would be would be our child. No, I'm talking about like a, in a romantic interest. 
Oh, that's nobody. No one. Oh my God, stop! Yeah, it. no, that's really? nobody. No. Even like, con- like, could you conceptually create a person in your head that's better than me, or can- like, do you not even have that creative ability? Oh, I have. <laughs> have you met me? I got more creativity in this pinky finger. All right. So give me this ideal it, I mean, person. This person would could- have to be like. A mega millionaire, like okay. they would have to be so money the shallow, shallow as fuck, yeah, person funny. in the world. So I'm going to be a multimillionaire very soon, and I'm going to work on being super <laughs> funny. I'm going to take all the improv. They would have to be a personal chef, personal chef, personal trainer. I'm calling Gordon Ramsay real. They quick. would have to have a literal vacation home in every country in the world including uh like airbnbs on mars saturn jupiter and uranus wow. like they it they would have to really like so th- be... what i'm saying is this could happen in the future if it was like really? A, really, a robot or something who i mean i'm sure Re- there's wow. some sci-fi girl that would just like um, oh, yeah, of course i have a long list i have a long list you, okay, or, go or ahead. Go, go ahead. Start between. with your list. Oh no, go I can't share. You can share. I, one I got or a two. whole. I got a whole. Long no, 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 no. You don't let. To, you don't get to let me do that. Romantic, <laughs> but, but on. no, what do you no, think you about this idea? On. Conceptually, there's this great idea. <laughs> you don't get to move on. Answer the question. All right. Uh, I literally, I'm. You have me working so much that I never have thought about this question before. Like, I would not let anybody. I okay. No one would come between us. I would just be like, I'm all right. Like, Amber is gonna be, you know, my primary partner, and then I'm right. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> listen, like, I will. Listen I will. To yes. Me. If 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 a mega millionaire came along, we would have to do. We the, ha- we would the figure out the polyamory. We would. We would. We actually would. Like, I hope yeah. y'all don't think we're playing. We because would we it out. would yes yeah. life is too short life is too short not to let a multimillionaire be part of your polyamorous relationship correct that is correct correct <laughs> okay so speaking of millionaires uh there's this whole idea that wealth equals misery right so turns out tommy he's got all this money orlando Blues. that's pirates right yeah he's rolling in the dough and he's single before he takes you know, Leslie Odom Jr.'s um, partner away from him. And he's like rolling in the dough and they have this conversation where, you know, he's miserable and it turns out, you know, there's a line in there where Cynthia Revo says like, even wealthy people can be miserable and depressing. And which I is mean, true, but it's just which like, is true, but what did that contribute to the actual plot? <laughs> like nothing. I, I think it could have if they explored it more, but we really don't see yeah. Orlando Bloom's wealth and like, give me this image of wealth. Give me him or flying me to the, a different, you know, a different, you know, planet. Yeah. Or give me the image of the misery that he's going mm, through. Yeah. I don't see it. Like he doesn't look like he's fighting for his, like, he looks where good. Is this, he looks amazing. You remember yeah. like halfway through the movie, I was like, I gotta go. Yeah, you did. Come yeah. Back. yeah. Oh, it was for Orlando Bloom. And Cynthia. I People have told me I look like Orlando Bloom in, in the past. Who has? <laughs> Legolas. Who, who has said that you look like Orlando Bloom? I, you can see it in the uh, in the eyes or like the. I'm looking at the camera right now. There's a facial structure to me that's like sort of Orlando Bloomy. You know, Carnival Row is pretty good. It's his new show. And uh, yeah. He's hot. No, he's still he can still get it any day. I'm just saying, like, 
we it's like oh i'm sorry you're super hot you're super rich and now you have like the most beautiful wife what tell me what all this depression is that you have i believe that you yep. might have it but like we we just were not shown that as an audience and we weren't really invested in these characters they weren't really well developed like there was not one character where i'm like wow i know your story i know your struggle i know what makes you happy i know what your passions are i know what your fears are like every i mean i know maybe to like leslie odom jr like I, his fear was losing his wife but he also was so concerned with that he lost her and and then kind of got her back or kind of was the start of getting her back at the end i don't know i just i i didn't really feel like they had a lot of chemistry are they two beautiful black people of course but yeah. they I, I didn't see their love and was like, oh, my God, I want that love. You know? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my God. It, the, yeah. Like, she's like, I love cats. And he's like, you know what? I, I don't like cats. And in oh, another yeah, he, world, we had a dog. I was like, what is this? What What's the appeal here? Like, yeah, y'all are hot, but what is this mega love story? Like, show me the beginnings of y'all's relationship. Show me, I don't know, one love-making scene. Show me why this is the woman of your dreams. I know we're not like the sigh portion, but I remember, you know, you saw the cat on the table and you were like, oh, God. Yeah. That was like a huge sigh for you. Like yeah. cats on tables in movies. Remember when you wouldn't That's like even... a black no-no. I, I mean, but you also like certain, like animals in movies bother you way more than they bother <laughs> me. Like I really wanted to watch this film. I love Christmas movies. And there's this movie called like A Boy Called Christmas. And there's a little rat in it, a little mouse. And I was trying to watch it. You're like, I literally, I can't watch I it. Can't do I can't mice. do it. I can't do it. You know this, bo- like you were seriously triggered. I was triggered. triggered. That mice are like. like what are you, a Gen like- Zer? Sure. I'll Just be kidding. I'll be whatever. Mice, you know, the, the entity that would come between us is a damn mouse. Mm. Because that that almost broke us. You like a what? human mouse you can have like mouse human sex with, like a half human. Like half if mouse. you and Wild one day were like oh, we see. went to the pet store and got a pet my, mouse, like I would probably like not stay here. Really? It's that serious. Like I can't. I mean okay. the tails. What what would you have to do to overcome your fear of mice or mouses? Every fear isn't meant to be overcame. We have to stop perpetuating. <laughs> Every um, it's okay to have some fears. Like, what's wrong with that? Okay, stupid. All right, let's go on with the obsession with the past. That's another theme here. We have an obsession with the past. Do you obsess over things from from your past? Do you have any like major big regrets? I don't. They asked us that in the childbirth class the other day. I'm more obsessed with the future. Yeah, I think I'm pretty obsessed with the future. Like, especially, you know, as this belly continues to grow. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's I still have until April. Like, this isn't batty. You know? Yeah. I I I'm more concerned with the past. And like Nick. Nick Leslie Odom Jr.'s character is very much concerned with the past and he's become so paranoid at one point that he ends up going and hiring a time track phase disruption memory protection. Wait, uh, what, what is concerning to you about the past? Oh, I, I just obsess over it. For I, example? I think it, uh, you know, did I make the right decision to go to grad school to become a teacher? Did I make the right decision to move to Chicago? Obviously, I'm with you. Did I make the right decision to, you know, not run as much? Did I make the right decision 
to, you know, just questioning all my decisions, something that they pop up occasionally, like, oh, I should have did this, I should have done that. Or I'll have these memories where I do do something (laughs) like really embarrassing or I say something disrespectful or mean, and I am overwhelmed with this like cringing, horrific sense of guilt that I will actually like shake my head or, or I'll like, you know, get... Like, ah, like I'll verbally say something almost, um, I mean, comparable maybe to someone with Tourette's, but it's not Tourette's, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's, you do it's sort of like, ah, like, oh, that was stupid. And like, what happened? I'm like, well, this thing 10 years ago. And Amber's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'll hear you in the shower being like, oh. And I'm oh, like, showers are, okay? are the worst. I hate showers because yeah. there's nothing I can focus on to get me rid of my own thoughts in my own mind, which it is why I always like to, yeah, we're, I know what you do in Whereas the shower. I'm in the sh- what, what, what? You belt out like you're fucking, <laughs> well, I do that, but you know, oh, Tina sorry. Turner, this, is, this, is, this podcast is getting harder and harder. This baby's literally just kicking me for like the last 20 minutes, Ooh, but sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. The, I'm in the shower thinking like, why am I not more successful already? <laughs> like I'm just in the shower thinking about the fucking future. Like why hasn't it happened for me yet? Like where is my TV show? Like how long? And now I'm about to have this baby and now my whole career is about to be over. Like I, I'm, that's my, I, I know that that's not going to happen, but that's what I'm obsessed with. Whereas you're like, God, this party I went to eight years ago, I spilled a drink on this girl. I'm just like, <sighs> Who cares? We're, we're not rich yet. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I I just think it's funny that uh, people capitalize on our fears. And if you have the ability to change the past, of course, there would be like a phase disruption memory protection industry. Like literally that phrase is used. I thought that was just a great piece of writing, which is going back to why this feels very new wave mm-hmm. for me. Like that was something from the short story. It's a short story or a novella. And I, I love that. So I, I appreciate a lot of things about this. But um yeah, let's go ahead and get into the size. Yeah. I mean uh, there's a oh, I was just gonna say like people are obsessed with time in general and yeah. And the unknown and the uncertainty of time. That is why, like, psychics, there's a huge market for that. Or televangelists, it's like, yep. you know, everything from, like, forgive me, Father, for I has, have sinned. Like, let's talk about, let's repent for things I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And there's also, like, look into this crystal ball and please tell me, like, what I should do. And that person's like, you should go out to the water and do this in three days' time. You'll see the sun that you've been missing. Like, there's... Totally, you know, I mean, that's how, sadly, that's what happened. I'm not trying to call everybody who does medium work and psychic work a quack, but I'm just saying, like, there's a huge market that plays on people's fear and, uh, yeah. I I think quack is the wrong word. I think because it's more about taking advantage. Like, uh, do you use fear to motivate people to coming to your, if you are a psychic or you're a pastor or you're a priest or you're, you know, uh, any form of religious leader or spiritual leader, do you use fear to garner followers to get money, right? Like, that's the problem. And I do. <laughs> you use fear. No, use comedy and love and toxicity to attract people to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, anyway, but of course, that would be part of that. Let's get into the science. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, So originally, you know, like we were saying, this idea that being alone is 
awful and you really need to be with somebody is something we mentioned. Uh, anything to add to that? I mean, I've never felt more not alone in my life with this child. Like, mm. even when I am by myself, I am not alone. And you're miserable. I'm not miserable. It's it's amazing to like you remember the other day when i was going on a rant with you about like can you please not use my washcloth i I have nothing to myself anymore my body is now someone else's this house i share with you i see what you're saying this dog he is my comfort and he is literally right at my feet right now when i shower i need to wipe my ass with just one thing that is mine and so, so I'm hearing that I'm you someone, not being alone makes you miserable. Okay, that's what I'm hearing. I I am I need alone time, and and you're worse than me. You could go a month without fucking with me. You know. Oh yeah, I would be very happy just being alone. Yeah, or even or, or with somebody. Or we've probably said this on the podcast before, but there was this one time where we had first moved in together. We were definitely struggling. That was like probably the hardest part of our relationship because we moved in after what about two years of dating. It was less than two years. Yeah. Well, it it wasn't. It was a year and a half. It was over a year and a half. Yeah. It, I don't think the actual living together would have been as hard if we if you did not move in with me. You moved into a house where there was already stuff, and so it was really frustrating because you didn't have a place to really call your own. My stuff was already there. Blah blah blah. And there was one point where we were probably fighting every day. Oh and, yeah. And you were like is there a world where I could just move out and we could still stay together? And I was like, nope, that, that world don't exist, baby girl. <laughs> I was like, if you move out, we're breaking up. And you were like, what? And then you were like, George R.R. R. Martin and his wife live in separate homes. I was like, I'm sorry, who? They, you know, at the don't. time I wasn't reading any sci-fi. So I was like, who the fuck is that? They don't live in separate homes. He has a separate home for writing. Uh, I want to be clear about that right right well so, you were just like see like, that's a situation where he can go and write over here all day yeah. it's like well we're not fucking carrie bradshaw and big we have a thousand dollars yeah and big's dead so spoiler uh, you're gonna have to i mean he's that. he's dead in the show he's, and he's, he's canceled and he's, he's canceled chris noth what a sleaze but anyway but yeah i i definitely don't think we should continue perpetuating this idea that like if you are alone like you are lonely like i have a few friends in my life right now who are single and have no intentions of getting married and they're happy and we go to brunch together and we vacation together and we just have different lives and that's okay so yeah 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 uh changing the page another sigh is that in this movie cynthia arrivo is a photographer and Leslie Odom Jr. is an architecture architect. He does architecture. And it's so stupid the way they show their trade. Like there's all these wired videos that are like survivalist breaks down, survivalist scenes. Uh, you can watch them. They're really entertaining. But I was like, a photographer breaks down a photography scene. And even I can tell right away that this person knows nothing about photography, aka Cynthia Revo. It's just cringy really? and yeah, it was What's so cringy about it. I thought her editing tools were really cool. Yeah, I mean the tools were cool, but there's a scene where they show her editing a picture, and we're supposed to like think that she's doing some like artwork or something, or that she does this photo shoot every day of the same group of people and like this art. But even the way she's like holding the camera and like leaning up against something. And sort of just staying there and only using one camera. Like, 
even just watching a professional photographer work, like the moving in and out, like looking, pausing. Uh, oh, you are you a photographer? I'm now. not. Now, I'm not. Now that I just I taught you how to do a little. I just social didn't region. believe. I didn't believe it. And my uncle is an architect, and I see how he works, and mm. and the way that the plans. <laughs> you talking some, about that uncle? Yeah, that uncle. Oh, you be seeing how he works, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's a great, he's a great uncle. But he, he's amazing <laughs> architecture architect. We can't be talking about Mike. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike. He's he's he the cool, shit. He cool. He likes the party though. I, I, I just much. I just felt like the photographers were not like well, I don't I know. Like, I didn't I buy don't it. Care like there there's more to people than their trade. Like, yeah. why are we getting these long scenes? It felt so long near the end. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you had to pause and take a stretch break because these long scenes of what people do for work. And it's like, what I do for work is not completely who I am. And Mostly. I work in, yeah, and, and I work in a, a lot of like what I do for work is completely who I am. But it's like, also a part of who I am is like who my parents are and how I like my coffee every day. And, and there, there was no depth to these characters outside of their professions. Yeah. What, what do we, give me three things about I, Cynthia Reveal that we know. I, She's a I photographer. Can't. She likes cats. What's the third? I, I literally. Just about her. It's, yeah, you can't actually. Like, why is he fighting for this woman? That, that's the big problem with this film, right? And it's funny because he has, uh, Nick has this uh, sister, Zoe, played by Jaden Wong, who's like one of the best characters. Also, and Jaden, Jaden, have an Asian sister. Yeah, we're just, not going to talk about. Yeah, this. that was strange. And 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 Zoe has like a girlfriend, maybe friend, Sibylla, yeah, who only speaks friend. Portuguese. Uh, and it's really, really strange. Um, their whole like relationship because like they're clearly together now. Yeah, and, and but they're not. They're like, she's my best friend. It's like, why do we not just? Just make them a couple. What, what, what's the big deal? I, I don't. Maybe maybe Zoe's like asexual, or I, I don't. I don't really understand that whole. But Sibylla, who has like one scene in the whole film, like she, we know she loves rock climbing. She knows she only responds in Portuguese, but she understands English. So like, why is she only speaking Portuguese? We also know she likes skydiving. Like, there's these all these things about it this tertiary character that made me really frustrated. Like they needed character development because there fucking was none. Mm. And, uh, I, I mean, I think that's a, a pretty great way to, to, you know, end on. Yeah, I agree. God, it, it once again, it fresh, this is me in the shower later. Like it frustrates me so that people have budgets like this oh, yeah. and there's no writing. I was like, I have shown, people more depth of who i am in a 30 second tiktok than you have in a movie with a 90 minute running time so embarrassing people people can watch a video that you or i have edited and say like i don't know every detail but i know exactly who that girl is and where she's from and i know exactly what that guy reads like and i know exactly I, i don't know how they got together but i know like these are two very distinct characters and so it's frustrating when you have, I mean, the actors were just like top tier. Like Leslie Odom Jr. is at the top of his game right now. And it just came off as bad acting. Yeah. And it wasn't bad acting. The writing was bad. Even um, Jaden Wong, I was like, I'm obsessed with this girl's voice. She's doing her best, but she can't carry the script on her back. Right yeah, when there's no script to carry, there's no script to carry. Which they were is, better off improvising, which is unfortunate because 
you know, Robert Silverberg is an amazing, amazing author. He's absolutely incredible. And coming from those new wave of like science fiction writers. I don't know. You look really cute right you now. You look really cute right now. Do I really? You, yes. We should probably take a shower. We should definitely take a shower. Let's let's end talking about this terrible movie. Ben, okay. why don't you, ben, why don't you warp up the show? Yeah, I will definitely warp it up. In conclusion, the questions Needle in the Time Stack ask are interesting, but we've seen it done way better. Watch it if you on need. TikTok. Yeah, on TikTok. Watch it if you need to write a paper on time travel love stories, but skip it if you don't have a paper due. <laughs> that was funny, right? I wrote that. That's that. see, I can do stand up. You laughed at a joke that I made. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Up next, we will be reading. I put this on y'all's radar, but go ahead and get the book if you can. We will be reading Black Leopard Red Wolf by Marlon James. It is a pretty lengthy book, so we're going to be reading pages 1 through 240, and we will be discussing those pages, so that's going to be part 1, and then we'll do a separate episode on part 2, so pick up Black Leopard Red Wolf, and also we'll be at Capricorn so check us out I will put all of that information in the description box love y'all bye y'all bye also we're reading parts one and parts two did I not say that you said the page number but sometimes books have different like pages if they're hard or soft so we're reading part one and part two part one and part two I should have been clear oh wait I did say in two parts right got it so the first part would be Part one, part, part two. And I love you. I'm gonna stop this. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.